listening to cbjradio.com yet. It's a free internet radio station, brand new shows every day. Shows range from all independent music artist shows to request shows to rock shows to hip-hop shows. And don't forget about retro Saturday nights with 80s music, grunge music, and glam metal. Make cbjradio.com the only free internet radio station you listen to. Hello, friends. How you doing? I'm feeling great. I'm going to my first concert in almost two years. I'm going to see Widespread Panic at Red Rocks. If you don't know that band, go look them up. They have sold out Red Rocks the most times compared to any other artist that has played there. Now, I'm not worried about COVID-19. I have the vaccine. But I'm a little worried about uh, my fellow spreadheads at the show that are not vaccinated. And I know COVID will probably be in the crowd because people don't know how to stay home when they're sick. And sometimes you don't even know if you're sick with COVID. And I'm just worried about my fellow fans getting sick and end up in the hospital in Denver or when they get back home or taking it on an airplane. Please listen to the expert when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccines. Not some conspiracy-based junk science or made-up science. Listen to those experts. Be a patriot. Save American lives. Get that vaccine, and you won't have to worry about it anymore. Now, today's guest is Tara Cisneros. As you will learn, I went to high school with Tara's older brother, Todd. But since Tara and I are Laramie grads and only three years apart, you end up hanging out in the same group of friends from time to time. So... I saw Tara a lot during my college years and such and beyond. Tara was also a broadcasting major like I was at the University of Wyoming, so we ran into each other in those circles as well. Now, if you know Tara nowadays, you know she is into pickleball, and we'll get into that in the interview. So let's get to that interview. of Laramie, Wyoming. So like born in Ivinson Hospital? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I was born in Ivinson. Um, yep. And I grew up here, uh, went to college and then uh, moved to Denver after that. So uh, were your, are your parents um, native Wyomingites? Uh, did they meet Laramie? Did they meet somewhere else and then move to Laramie? Um, they, my mom um, was actually raised in McFadden, uh, Wyoming, and my dad um, was born in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Um, oh. They actually ended up meeting at the Village Inn here. Uh, my mom was a, a server and my dad was a busboy. And so that's how they met. So like, well, what led him to, to Laramie? I mean, it's a college. Was that, was that the thing or was jobs or... I mean, not everyone. Yeah, I'm not for, <laughs> um, yeah for, for my mom, it was definitely, um, you know, Laramie was kind of the big city compared to McFadden. That's a little, little yeah. tiny town. Um, so uh, moving here for her, it, it was college. Uh, my dad moved to Laramie about um, when he was a little, about 11 years old. Okay. And yeah, um, then went to high school and went to the University of Wyoming as well. Well, I understand that because I moved to Laramie when I was 13. So, yeah, I'm not a native. Yeah, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, of the place. I actually am from uh, sure, yeah. of uh, Portland, Oregon, named Gresham, Oregon. So it's definitely uh, a, uh, it was a culture shock of sorts. Uh, my town was over 100,000 there. And I think it's a million now at least. And uh, wow. yeah. And so I was definitely, when I got here, it was a lot of big fishes in a small pond. Uh, it was a very interesting yeah change of life this is a side this is a good story i tell a lot uh before i moved to laramie on saturday night live there was a sketch called laramie vice and it had like uh -oh. wild bill hickok it had all these old west characters <laughs> and so yeah. dirt roads and everything and i was like i'm moving up to a place with dirt roads and my friends were making fun <laughs> of me like oh my god yeah. and so i was kind of freaked out but yet before i got here i stayed in boise for a little bit with my friend and his dad and then came in like august and was like oh laramie's normal it's got city streets and cable and all that good stuff. yeah yeah so i was like okay but yet i was like i remember looking at it from the rollins side the west side coming in going that's mm. it that's laramie yeah and so and growing up you know in laramie were you um a uh, only child I know the answer, but not everyone else does. Um, yeah, he nope. I do have an older brother, three years older, Todd. Todd Cisneros. Um, huh. Love to play football and um, just you know, pretty pretty outgoing and fun guy. He um, is a teacher now in uh, Las Vegas, so he's he's really really good with kids. And I, and, I yes, uh, yeah, I oh, graduated with Todd, so yeah, I'm, I'm well aware. Of, he was a great football player um, oh, when you. I played with him and such. And so I'm glad that he is working in the industry. He's, I mean, I talked to him plenty and he's, he's a great teacher and I could see how he'd be successful at that. So yeah. growing up, were you, I, I, I have an older sibling. Um, I lived in her shadow. Uh, I was <laughs> Rochelle's little brother for a long yep. time. <laughs> And yeah, that sounds pretty familiar. Yeah. And you said, what was it? Two years? Um, three, three, three years. Three. Um, yeah. Yeah. Rochelle and I are about six years separated and especially she was very good at academics and, uh, growing up, like I'd come into a class, we had the same teacher, like I'd come six years later, I'm like, Oh, you're Rochelle's little brother. And they'd expect me to do Rochelle things. And I was doing mm -hmm. Justin things. And yeah. And so, and I was a classic middle child. So I, yeah. Um, look at me, look at me stuff. It was, I, I learned about this much later in life, why this all makes sense. Uh, my little sister came along later. So I was kind of the baby of the bunch, but I have three sisters and I'm the only boy. So oh, wow. different type <laughs> childhood growing up and such. And my yeah. older sister, you probably know me as rude too. She was the mm -hmm. original rude. Her, oh, okay. yeah, she had a track coach and everybody shortens our last name for, to rude instead of calling us flask rude. It's rude. And, uh, she had a coach and he shortened it to rude. I came up through the ranks, played football for him. And he was like, you're rude, little brother. You'll be rude now. And so I was <laughs> rude in Oregon for about a year and then moved here okay. to Laramie. Did not say, call me rude. Did not, did not push that angle. And it kicked in about my sophomore year um, of high school. Uh, I believe Mark Ruggles was the one to deem me rude. 
uh, we were playing okay. sports in like a, a PE class and I might, I think I had a rude, de- rude dog shirt on too. So that helped oh, okay. all matter. And yeah. so that's where rude became. And I tell my older sister, she's like, I was the first rude. I say, I made it famous. And so, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That, so I, like, I honestly thought that it, yeah, it came along with like the DJ stuff. Oh but, yeah. Um, so that's, that's interesting to know. Yeah. No, I mean, I would get a, uh, a sack in football and the crowd would say rude. And it sounded like booing. If you didn't know, oh, no. yeah, yeah. Make it, or I'd make it just a good play and they'd, they'd rude me. It was fine. Um, so that, yeah. I was going to say like so many good memories of watching you guys play football. I, oh yeah. That was so much fun. And I remember we had the little sweatshirts that like the Plainsman sister and um, uh-huh. or, yeah, the, yeah, the parents and they, we all had the matching um, maroon and white sweatshirts and that was what you did on Friday night. You'd go to football games and lots of good memories of that. So. Oh yeah. Lots of great memories playing. I wouldn't give it up for the world. My body tells me yeah. now I shouldn't have played it. it I sound like a yeah. popcorn machine, <laughs> but no, I wouldn't give it up yeah. for five years of playing football. Uh, our team was yeah. very successful as a team growing mm-hmm. through the ranks. I was lucky. I left a really good team in Oregon and got on a really good team in Wyoming. And so yeah. that, that was fun. Um, winning, winning's always fun. And we did yeah. a lot of that. Oh, yeah. but, so as yeah. a kid, besides being, you know, like in the shadow of an older sibling, what were you into? Were you good at academics? Do you play sports yourself? Uh, do you like reading books? Were you in plays? Um, I also was into sports a lot. Um, I, you know, I played basketball, uh, baseball when I was little, then I got into softball, volleyball, track. Um, and yeah, definitely was known as Todd's little sister. Um, and he, he was such a great athlete. I wasn't mm-hmm. quite up to that level, but, um, our whole family, you know, we've really enjoyed playing sports and, you know, we played on softball teams together. Um, you know, in college, Todd and I would do a lot of the intramural stuff oh, wow. and just had so much fun. Yeah. I mean, um, and that's, kind of funny you know bringing to what i'm doing now um getting into pickleball oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> um i used to make kind of fun of my mom for playing just because you know i just thought it was kind of like an older you know recreational sport and um when covid hit there wasn't really much to do but play pickleball that was like one of the few things that we could do so we set up and built our own courts over um behind the old high school Oh, wow. um, where the buses used to park. Yeah. And so I would go and play with my mom and her friends. And then I kind of started inviting my friends and it is just weirdly addicting. Um, started getting into tournaments and stuff, but, you know, kind of going back to, you know, my family background in sports, it's just, it's been really fun to get into something like that again. And, um, you know, again, it's, it's kind of a sport for the whole family, you know, anyone from the age five to a hundred plus can play. There's, you know, a lot of skill and, um, you know, you don't have to be super fast or anything. Like it's, it's just a really interesting game. So. Well, I remember you brought it up when we were talking that one time at the library and I had a confused look on my face. Uh, I realized <laughs> I went and looked it up. I realized yeah. the summer camp I worked at, uh, in the nineties, uh, we had ton, we had a lot of pickleball courts. Um, I think they call oh, it really? paddle, paddle ball. And uh, okay. it, yeah, I played a lot of it. Um, I was probably better playing that than I was tennis. Tennis is ridiculously hard. 
Uh, I tell people yeah. how hard that looks. I was more of a spectacle so people would watch our tennis matches. Not alone, <laughs> I wasn't good at all, but yeah. I, I made a good fool of myself. <laughs> I was vocal when I would play. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting because um, your mom ran intramurals, or probably still does. I don't. I think at the um, rec center, and mm-hmm. so I would play volleyball there with my girlfriend a lot. And it's yep. so like, I don't know. It's interesting to how to shut off the competitive 18 year old mind in me in my 47 yep. year old body. It does yep. not want, like I'm diving all over the place. I just, yep. uh, it's interesting. I go someday I'll get there. Like I didn't, a uh, volleyball injury. I laugh at, I tried to kick the ball up behind me with my foot and kicked my calf mm-hmm. And I, I jacked, I tore up my calf pretty good. I couldn't run, but I could uh-huh. still jump like straight up. And so like, yeah. my volleyball zone turned into, I can't run back. Like it, it was, it was terrible. And I was like, that was something that was totally preventable. And so yeah. I'm like, I, but I still, I mean, I'm, I'm interested. I'll probably end up joining your league or play sometime because I like playing sports now, even at my age. Um, I, I want to continue really? my, my dad skis, golfs, does everything still. So he's a, a role model. That's kind of set the, the table for one. Yeah. If he can do it in his seventies, I can certainly do it. In my yeah, family. yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's, it's, it's so hard to explain. Like I said, like everybody I've introduced it to, um, they do, they get into it right away you know start buying paddles start taking clinics like they they just want to get better and I never was interested in tennis which is funny um but I I love I love pickleball um and yeah actually the only person that we couldn't get back out there was Scooby and Uh, that's just because he loves he loves golf so much so he's uh, always out on the golf course but um he came and played a few times and he was a lot of fun but um, yeah, it's like this whole other world that you don't really even realize is out there. You know, you go to these tournaments, there's like two to 3000 people. And, um, you know, we've met people from all over the country and we're actually hosting our second cowboy pickle brawl here in a couple of weeks, um, July 16th through the 18th. And, um, we have players coming in from like Massachusetts, South Dakota, Arizona, um, Montana, like all over the place just to, you know, they're excited to see Wyoming. Um, but that's, you know, how much people love pickleball, you know, they're willing to travel that far. And, um, we actually have two pro players. Um, we just talked to them yesterday that will be coming to play as well, which is huge. They're like the third ranked team in the country. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing the past year. And, you know, before COVID, if you would have told me that this would be my life I would have laughed at you but (laughs) here we are so it it changed us all uh a lot in many different ways uh well I mean I'm gonna rewind you back so with with playing pickleball what kind of sports do you think like skills you developed as a younger age to to actually to be successful at pickleball was it like volleyball Uh, or is it softball well really anyone um with gosh I would say you know, anyone with any kind of athletic background, anything, soccer, volleyball, um, you know, you'll be able to pick it up, you know, pretty fast, but you know, if you play tennis or ping pong, 
Um, those players actually um, have a pretty good head start as far as, you know, spinning the ball and, um, you know, the tennis players have, you know, that really, um, you know, the, the backhand and like oh, yeah. um, that, that double grip or whatever. I still haven't learned how to do that, but, you know, they, they can do the really hard shots right off the bat. Um, but, you know, even people who haven't played sports before, um, you know, my little cousin, he's 15, he just started and he has more of like a musical and acting background. Um, you know, he's picking it up and he loved it right away. He didn't, he doesn't like football or anything else like that. And he's just like, Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. And, um, so yeah, I can't wait to get you out there and, you know, see what you think and see if you get addicted like everybody else, but it's it's been a lot of fun. Very possible with my competitive athletic side. Uh, yeah. (laughs) So you spoke of, you, you did, you ran the gauntlet, you grew up in Laramie, you went to university of Wyoming. So, in, in high school, it was the University of Wyoming your only like choice. A lot of people are like, I'm going there no matter what. Me, I kind of yeah. shopped around and then ended up at UW. Um, wasn't yep. always the, the, it was your first choice? No, um, actually, UNLV. I okay. was really, um, you know, my parents were married in Vegas. Okay. <laughs> so I've always, you know, I've always loved Las Vegas. And I thought, you know, it'd be fun to go to school there. At that time, I was really, um, interested and, in, you know, kind of like the entertainment industry, like yes. radio, um, you know, getting into broadcasting and stuff like that. So, um, but I did decide to stay, um, go to school here, um, mostly because of my brother. Um, oh. You know, I saw how much fun he was having and, um, you know, I had met a lot of his friends and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, you know, Laramie is just such a great place and I'll keep Las Vegas as my vacation spot. And, um but yeah I'm, I'm really happy that I did stay here it was it was a really fun fun college experience for sure I was in uh DECA in high school and I thought marketing and advertising hotel management stuff like that was going to be probably my future yeah. and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I and but yet I I knew I didn't love Laramie when I first got here it probably took to me in my senior year of high school to actually be like this place okay um, yeah, so I knew my ticket out was probably athletics. And so mm-hmm. education, I did enough to play sports. Um, yeah, I was in Mark, a DECA and stuff like that. But um, I probably didn't give it my all when it came to education, because sports were more important. And yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a cold reality. When I got done with school that um, I got recruited by some small schools and all of them were like, we thought you were taller and I wasn't, oh, gonna no. grow, I wasn't going to grow anymore. And so that was like, all right, that's not going to work. Um, the university of Wyoming was, was always there. My parents worked there and everything. And, and so I got in quickly, got in the dorms. Did you live in the dorms? I did. I okay. lived in the dorms, um, my first year. And then I joined a sorority Okay. Um, and so we were, were required to move in. Yeah. That next year. I did the dorms twice, two years, but never really had yeah. that dorm experience. Cause the second year, my, like I was going to get an apartment with friends and it kind of fell through. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. the dorms and I had a single and I had a room right by the stairway on the second floor. So we'd prop the door open. I didn't hang out with people <laughs> in the dorms, uh, being like the we're Laramie kids. We have a lot of Laramie friends that are here. And so oh, yeah. I would do a lot of other stuff. I ended up joining a fraternity, but not till I was 20. And, um, okay. but, but that was for like 
the whole I knew how to meet people. I knew how to drink. I knew how to party and all that stuff. I knew how to meet girls, but I didn't have they had study tables and they had uh, test files. And I was all about, oh, and, yeah. and, and they, were, they were like, it's great connections. Even though I never used my fraternity connections in a job interview, but um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it while I was there. Uh, it was a good time, but yeah. I turned 21 in the house and it was like, uh, and I became a DJ at the parlor. So it was like, oh yeah house <laughs> parlor uh, and other things happened in our house that made me kind of change that decision too so um yeah it, it was fun and and i wish that it's a it's a good system that helps you develop some some friends some networks and stuff but it always seemed like mm-hmm. university of wyoming both sororities and fraternities it wasn't as big as every other school i talked my older yeah. sister my friends i went to other schools so was that, would you feel the same way when you were in the sorority? Yeah, I um, stayed with um, Tri Delta for three years and then, um, you know, kind of the same, there were just certain things that you outgrow and, you know, when you have girls that age, that many living in one house, you know, sharing a room, you know, three and four sure. girls, it's, um, it's, it's a lot. And, um, you know, I found myself like actually taking classes on purpose during the meetings just so I wouldn't have to go oh, um, yeah. you know because some of them were just like such a waste of time I thought um but again there were also really good parts of it too you know I've had yeah. a lot of good friends that I still keep in touch with and um you know it's a really um it was really great you know social experience but yeah some of it like I said I kind of outgrew and when I noticed I started doing that I was like well there's probably no reason you know, to be here anymore. And I just wasn't really contributing, you know, back either. So yeah, um, I, I moved out and yeah. A lot of people definitely go through that. I'm sure you're definitely not alone in that mm-hmm. scenario. But did you know what you wanted to major in once you got here? I had no clue. I was undeclared. Um, yeah, I went undeclared. And then I don't remember if it was my second or third year, I was really um, all about broadcasting. Um, and I, I loved the program. I, I had a lot of good experiences with it there. And um, I worked at UWTV after I graduated um, for a year and then moved to Denver. And my plan was to work at the Pepsi Center in the game entertainment um, okay. area, but I ended up in the sales and the suites. Um, so I did that for a year. Um, that was a lot of fun. There are a lot of, you know, cool perks with that. But then because of the sales part of it, I ended up getting into real estate after that. Um, and yeah, I did that for about five years and then, you know, the whole crash happened and, um, yeah. And then from there kind of started doing event planning just on my own, um, mostly just for fun, but then, um, ended up kind of doing it as a business and so that's kind of where also planning the pickleball tournament you know came into play I just really really enjoyed um you know putting events like that together so so I was just I I didn't think about this until the other day um you're you're a big part of my origin story at the University of Wyoming or at least my full-time job um you uh resigned from your job at the University yeah. of Wyoming, and it opened up a spot yeah. um, that I eventually got hired for. Uh, I, oh, I, heard I did about not it. know that. Yeah, I heard about okay. it being opened up when I was living in New York. Um, 
I thought it was an opportunity. I was married at the time. My ex-wife didn't. That was kind of the, the end of our relationship to come. Cause I was like, yeah, I worked in TV news there and it just burned me up. And Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take a certain type of person and working in New York, there's just crazy stories happen all the time. I was there during nine yeah. 11, which was even oh, more okay. crazier. And, uh, they made some decisions at the station that I didn't necessarily agree with. And so I was looking for a new opportunity and yeah, being that my stepdad run, ran UWTV, uh, your job opened up. I was like, I moved back and actually had to wait a little bit to apply for it and got it. And now I've been to the university 18 years. Didn't think yep. that was going to happen. I thought it was going to be <laughs> yeah. about five. And then head yeah. back to uh, Oregon. But uh, I realized, yes, I love Laramie. And I kind of made a decision when I moved back here that I was going to take part in things I didn't do when I was uh, growing up here or, or even yeah. get an opportunity to. So I, I wanted to make, you know, be happy with Laramie. And like now the summer, I love summers in Laramie with the college kids are yeah. not here as much and it's good weather and safe place. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, and so, it's funny, you know, yeah, sometimes taking a step away, it makes you really appreciate it. I, I was in Denver for about 12 years, I think. And um, I didn't think I would ever move back. And then, you know, in COVID, yeah. hit, I um, lost my job in Denver and came back and I am, I'm really happy to be back. And I'm so excited to, you know, show Laramie off to all of these players that are coming in from all over. And so I, I totally understand um how, you know what you're saying too it, it makes sense yeah I didn't even know sorry I coughed there I didn't even know that like, you okay. were in Laramie till I saw you a few you know a month ago or so when I when milk was in town and yeah so yeah but I was like well yeah I mean it sucks that you lost your job but you being I guess you're reinventing yourself in Laramie which a lot of people do and uh can you probably spend time with your mom's good? Yeah, yep. It's it's you know we get along really well, and it's been good to see her. And Todd's back visiting for the summer, and oh wow. Um, so yeah, and I, um, you know, ran into a lot of friends that I really hadn't seen since college and high school. You know that I've been able to spend time with again, and that's always fun. So it's been it's been a nice change. Now I really don't miss Denver. I was gonna say, well, do you probably don't remember? Don't uh, miss, and I didn't miss this either. But I did this at first when I moved back to Laramie. I was so used to in New York at the quickest amount of time. It was a half hour to get anywhere at the like where I was going. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I remember my first day of work. I left a half hour early and got to work twenty five yep. minutes early. Like, <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> Yeah, do you yeah, find yourself doing that? Um, well, did. well, I know what you're saying. I always do yeah. with everyone, you know, when they call and they're like, well, what hotel is closest to the venue? I'm like, everywhere at Laramie is like five to 10 minutes. So I'm like, you can stay out in West Laramie. Like, everything is so close. But that is something I really appreciate, though. Um, yeah, same in Denver, you know, just to run to the grocery store. It's at least 25 at the very least minutes um you know usually an hour you know just to run an errand and um you know the population there was just exploding and so traffic was super crazy and um you know it, it was getting really expensive and you know just kind of overcrowded 
Um, so it's, it's just so nice to, um, yeah, again, like run across town and it's just, everything's so quiet and peaceful here. And so, yeah, definitely appreciate it for sure. So in Denver, you said you were an event planner. What kind of events did you plan? Um, I did mostly, um, I did like a lot of 30th and 40th birthday parties. Um, you know, yeah, kind of surprise stuff. I did stuff for like engagements. Um, when I was doing real estate, um, I would have like mixers and stuff for the developers, you know, who were, um, you know, getting ready to open up new properties and stuff like that. So pretty much anything um, besides weddings, <laughs> that would be too stressful for me. But I, it's mostly just, um, you know, theme parties too. I just, you know, like to, um, you know, make sure people are having fun and make, make things, you know, unique and just, you know, make um, a night of like special memories for people. So so like, well, people, birthday parties for people in their thirties and forties, what was like a, a common theme with that? I, I mean, Star Wars? Was well, oh, <laughs> um, on those kind of parties, what I'd like to do is um, we, I'd always try to get in touch with friends, you know, from out of town and bring them in, you know, to surprise them. And so, uh-huh. you know, we kind of start off with a small group in the morning and then, you know, go to another location and have like a friend or two waiting there, surprise them, go to another location and have like three or four more people. Um, you know, by the end, there was like 15. And then like at the last location, there'd be like a big party of like 50, 60 people, you know, their friends waiting. Um, so That's cool. it was just kind of, yeah, yeah. A lot of work, but it was always, you know, they always ended up really well. And, um, you know, again, surprised you know seeing their friends from out of town and stuff so those were usually the most popular um events that i would do that people you know would hire me for but and so like i I, you said COVID hit and it cost you a job was just because you couldn't meet with people anymore is that why it dialed back yeah yeah and i also was working um at the yard house um, in downtown Denver, uh, the sports bar, yep. and yeah, I'm not shut down too. But so yeah, both um, both of my jobs were hit pretty hard um, as far as that. But you know, now that everything's opening back up, it'll be um, you know a lot easier. And um, uh, whoops, sorry. Yeah, making <laughs> um, in here. Okay. Um, okay, go ahead. Working at a bar, were you like a, a server, or a manager? Um, have you worked it? Um, I was a server. Yep. Okay, cool. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was, yeah, it was nice. We were connected to the Sheridan hotel. So there were a lot of conventions. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, we got to meet a lot of people from um, a bunch of different countries and yeah, it was, it was always busy. And so it was, it was a, it was a nice place. Was that your first experience in like the server world or did you have prior jobs to that? No, I have always, um, I worked at Vitaly's when I was in college, um, and yeah, on and off, um, um, I did the whole time I was in Denver, um, you know, when I first got my real estate license, I worked at a place called Monarch, um, that was when bottle service was starting to become really popular, I don't know if you remember that, but, oh yeah, (laughs) when, 
it was kind of a cool new thing. And then, um, then I worked, um, after I left real estate, I worked at, um, a sports bar. It's called Chopper Sports Grill. I don't know if you had ever been there, but it's a really, really nice sports bar. Um, and that was a lot of fun. Um, and then let's see, I think, um, yeah, shortly after that is when I moved over to the yard house, uh, because it was downtown and uh, that's where I had moved. So yeah. uh, yes, location, yeah. location, location. <laughs> yep. Yep. And also like, <laughs> yeah, walk to work. See, that's ideal. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you probably just never leave because there's so much traffic getting in and out of that place in Denver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember when I used yeah. to take like 25 South and hit Fort Collins and do 80 to Denver. Oh, yeah. And you now you're yeah. lucky you can do like 55. Like I know. It is always busy and always so much construction. It's crazy. I feel bad for my friends that live in Colorado Springs because I know I don't want to see them because I have to drive through Denver mm-hmm. to get there. And I feel like mm-hmm. I just did a marathon. So exhausted. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, yeah. I want to do that again. I know there's E470, you can look around, but still, there's still a lot of just nonsense, like bumper to bumper traffic mm-hmm. around Denver. I know everybody wants to live there, but they need to pump their brakes a little bit. You can, there's lots of other places. Yeah, to live. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, um like i said it was getting like so crowded and um you know the 16th street mall just isn't really the same anymore you know there's um you know unfortunately a lot of homeless people there now and um you know that's kind of where they like to stay and it's it's kind of sad but it's yeah just it's just different i always thought about if i was like i see like homeless people in colorado wyoming and stuff i'm like if I was going to be homeless, I'm going to a warm climate. Like, half the time here is cold. So I wouldn't mind. Yeah. But then it gets too hot if you go. So, you know. Yeah. That's what, that would be my thing. Yeah. I'd have to be a, a migration homeless person that goes from north to south. Mm-hmm. They're staying on the year. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I love the service industry. Being that I was a DJ for so long, those are my people. And uh, yeah. I never worked as a server or anything like that. I remember one manager when i was at lovejoys was like you should be a host and i was like what he's like wouldn't it be great if dj sat you before he went and started and i was like look man i got a full-time job like this is this is for fun this is for drinking money this is and i was like i'm not trying to you know tell them the specials or anything like that so i was like thanks but no thanks uh that was interesting and that i never like I, I never did the work of like the side work of servers for them while yeah. we're the joy mm-hmm. silverware and stuff. Cause I'd be like, I'm the talent. Yeah. I'm the yeah. talent. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. I mean, they're talented people for doing those jobs. And I'm always no. you know, least like to tip well because I know the issues they go through, and especially kitchen, everywhere. Uh the service industry. Yeah. People do just not understand what it takes. <laughs> and I know it's pretty funny yeah it's and you know there um you know there's a lot of good things about it and of course you know like any job there's a lot of frustrating things especially you know when you're working with the public but you know for the most part I've always enjoyed it and you know there's a lot of freedom that comes with it you know I could leave and go on vacation whenever I want and um you know even though you're not getting paid at that time but there there are definitely perks to it for sure cash in hand that's 
rules exactly. the world. Hey, that's nice. Yeah. I'd get tipped as a DJ and it was nice to have that cash at the end of the night and I'd see what servers walked away with and you guys busted your ass for it and that makes sense. But I was like, mm-hmm. cash in hand makes a lot of sense in this world and it's nice to have yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So like, do you think you're in Laramie for the long haul? Are you looking at other places to go once uh, the world gets back on kilter? That's a good question. Um, you know, honestly, I don't see myself in Laramie, you know, long-term, you know, yeah. probably a couple of years, but um, it really, you know, kind of depends on, um, you know, job situations and stuff. I know that there's a lot of event planning um, jobs opening up now. And um, I usually, you know, in the past, I've kind of done my own thing, but I might look into, you know, moving somewhere else and actually working, you know, for a company, you know, doing that. So we'll see. It's all still kind of up in the air, but, um, you know, there's also the possibility, you know, they're really trying to grow pickleball here. So, you know, I could, you know, stay here and just, you know, host tournaments and, you know, work on that. So we'll see. You'll get locked in just like me. Your next thing yep. you know, you'll be running pickleball tournaments and be like, well, how, where'd the time go? Oh my gosh. Yeah, like great. <laughs> Las yeah. Vegas. I mean, you've got connections <laughs> there. Everything you'd want to do. Yeah. You ever think about moving to Vegas? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Especially you know with event planning and stuff, that'd be a great place to be. And um, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I don't know, but um, yeah, I'm not ever gonna get used to the mosquitoes here. I kind oh, of always man. forget about that. <laughs> but other than that, it's a pretty good place. It's like, um, actually, I did an interview last week and they first started spraying and I could hear them in the background and they couldn't hear it on the podcast. And I'm like, that is the greatest <laughs> sound you can hear in Laramie at nighttime is them yep. spraying for mosquitoes. It's like, quick, turn your fans around so you don't blow it into your house. But yeah, it's nice. And then you're like, my legs, I couldn't believe it. Like just standing in the backyard for like maybe half hour and I'm like, yeah. Holy cow. And I know yeah, they our mosquitoes aren't huge like the north, like Minnesota and Wisconsin, the lakes up there, but we have a lot of them. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. For yep. being a high elevation city or town or whatever you want to call us, where not a lot of things live, like not a lot of snakes are here, not a lot. I mean, but mosquitoes just thrive in Laramie. I Island. know. Yeah. And I seriously, I forgot how bad they were, but, you know, cause I wasn't here for, you know, visiting. I'd come back for, you know, two or three days and yeah. holy cow. I was just like, oh my gosh. I mean, it's, it is bad. Like even we were out playing, you know, pickleball, trying a couple of nights last week and, you know, everyone just had to leave because they were so bad. <laughs> so, um, hopefully, hopefully that will settle down soon. Yeah, they sprayed last night, I do believe. I've heard that noise. And I always like, I have the coils. I'll light those and put them at like four corners of my yard. And uh, that works somewhat because you get the Wyoming wind to help you. That is Mm -hmm. like, yeah, and probably living in inner, like in the city of Denver, like there's probably not a lot of mosquitoes hanging out, you know, downtown. Like, no, I, yeah, I don't think I've ever, yeah ever had one mosquito bite there that I remember 
that one. So, uh, sorry, I don't mean to go like with your event planning job. I, now I just got a new question. I was like, did it ever take you like out of state, out of country to plan stuff for people? Nope. Nope. It was all local. Um, and yeah, there were, there were a bunch of different things and events that I did and that I planned, but, um, you know, there, there was definitely enough to do there for sure. Cause it seems like there's not a lot of like, Oh, the new thing I've noticed or been talked about, whereas like you'll pay a company and you'll be like, I want to travel. And they surprise you where you're going with and you give them the budget. And, um, they're like, all right, show up at this airport or show up at this place and that starts your vacation and you don't know where you're going, but you paid oh, cool. $2,000 huh. or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting new scenario. Yeah. A future job for you, maybe plan on that stuff. Or yeah, be- I don't think it's, it's that huge of an industry quite yet, but it's, I mean, I think people are really starting to enjoy it. Well, people like to be surprised. Not everyone likes to be surprised. So um, yeah, and you yeah. can rule out places like I don't want to go where there's two feet of snow like that. You can rule out yeah. that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting new field opening up in uh, entertainment and in vacationing. Uh, so, yeah, I just like to, I want to go to an island someday. And that's my thing. I need to hit the Caribbean or something. Have you ever been yeah, down, down there? No, no, I haven't. Oh. Um, yeah, the only place I... Um, I've been I've been to Cancun and Puerto Vallarta oh, yeah. um, and Cabo and yeah that's just only in Mexico but yeah I did live in um I took a semester off of college to work in Puerto Vallarta um, oh. on the activities team there yeah which was fun um, wow okay see so yeah, that's aspect fun. of your life we haven't talked about yet so what did that job entail <laughs> Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Club Med, uh, but when you go to a lot of, you know, hotels in Mexico, they have like activities and entertainment. And so, um, you know, in the morning we would take the guests for a jog and then you'd have aerobics and then, you know, you'd have some kind of pool game and, you know, you just had games and stuff that you would keep them entertained with throughout the day. And then at night, um, we had to put on shows. And then after that, we would take them out, um, you know, downtown. And so it was a long day. It was actually a really hard job, but it was a lot of fun. You know, a lot of, most of us were, you know, 18 to 22. Uh, uh, And, you know, we, the team members were from like Canada, Mexico, and, you know, another place where I got to meet a lot of, you know, good friends and, um, you know, people from all over. So it was a, it was a fun little job, but yeah, it was a lot, a lot of work and not a lot of rest. That's for sure. Reminds me, well, we, uh, two of my friends, Ray White, Rick Osborne, um, we got summer camp jobs when we were in college. Uh, I think I was 22 at the time and it was in upstate New York summer camp, predominantly uh, Jewish kids. Uh, there came from, (laughs) some rich families and uh yeah very similar to that yeah you know hard days of keeping them entertained um during the day doing uh sports and stuff some of we had a, a theater so some did acting and singing and uh i was started off as a counselor my first year and then we became a division leader which is basically in charge of bigger divisions of groups um Ray and I were co-division leaders our second year. Then I ran Varsity Hall, which was our oldest group of kids. 
but I got paid to go to California, Toronto, Washington, DC a couple times, um, go to movies. Uh, I, I just, some days I'd be like, I'm getting paid to do this. This is amazing. That's awesome. Wow. And, and, yeah. and the, the client that, you know, you got to keep the kids happy and we would yep. we had a lot of fun. You know, we created a lot of great memories. I'm still friends with uh, some of my former campers. I met so many great people there. Met my uh, ex-wife there. She was from England. Oh, yeah. And uh, okay. she was uh, the head counselor's nanny and such. And okay. that's what led me moving to New York. Uh, and also, like, yeah, if, you know, you can make it there. You can make it anywhere. And I thought I was hot shit uh, video camera yeah. operator coming out of UWTV. Um, <laughs> I was good, but not yeah. that good. Um, my sports yeah. was my repertoire. And I had to go and shoot news, which was a different beast in itself. And, but yeah, I, yep. I learned a lot. I learned how to be a more efficient worker. Uh, I worked with some guys that won Emmys that were really good at what they did. Daytime Emmy Awards. Oh, yeah, they were amazing. Yeah. Our station went a lot. I always got the blood and gut stories, but you had to work your way through those to yeah. get to oh, yeah. working on Emmy stuff. And, uh, but yeah, the experience was good, but. Um, there's a reason people uh, move east to west. Like everybody mm-hmm. moves out west. Nobody moves back east. It's a different beast out there. Like, and every oh, time yeah. I'd say I'm from Wyoming, New Yorkers would look at me like, oh, I can get one over on this country hick kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, not necessarily. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun. But yeah, once you learn, take those type of jobs where you get to work with the world. Um, yeah. It really opens up your perspective of what you can do, what you want to do. So I'm sure that helped yep. you like leave. So you said this was while you were in college, right? So you, you could leave Laramie yeah. after that and not be scared of the world. You went down to Denver, which is still a big place. Yeah. Well, and um, I, like, uh, did you like New York um, at all? Like when you were first there or I mean, yeah. did you enjoy it there at all? Or? Yeah, the the camp was about an hour and a half from new york city um near a bigger town Middletown, and uh, upstate new york is a lot like wyoming or just um everybody thinks when you say new york it's manhattan which that takes up a lot and a lot of people live there but upstate Mm -hmm. new york has you know it's it's weird sadly enough for better word rednecky and so it's just like (laughs) kind of people um, yeah. cause I was from Wyoming and, and knew the type of people and, and, um, went out to bars and such. And so I liked it there. Um, New York living in uh, long Island after that was a rush, um, living in that kind of big city, but you got used to it. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, my job, I'd go to my job and then have to drive more around the, the, the island. And mm-hmm. so I eventually was like, I'm not scared of anything. I've been in some really yeah. bad neighborhoods. I've, I've done some crazy stories <laughs> for my own detriment. Yeah. I became like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm the man. And uh, yeah. it was, it was, yeah, I liked it for what it was. And I missed some certain things. I missed some friends. Uh, I could never live there again unless I had like a million dollars. Like that's, or more. Yeah. Than yeah, uh, and that makes sense. Yeah, sure. but it, you yeah. had like going back to us, you know, we talked about earlier. You have to go out and learn the world to really appreciate places like Laramie and stuff, and also yeah. 
I mean, I came back to Laramie almost 30 years old, I think. And uh, I'd about a month before I started my new job and I partied like no other. And uh, (laughs) then I became a DJ like with a a year after that, another DJ again for the second time around. And I was like, I'm a reborn college kid without the classes. (laughs) It was fun. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's the thing too, you know, about that age, you know, one of the things, you know, a lot of people like to do is go out and be social and, you know, Laramie, um, you know, doesn't quite have the nightlife like Denver and especially New York. And so, um, you know, again, I have a lot of fun and, um, you know, with that kind of stuff, but yeah, I, you know, I don't do that anymore and I don't need that anymore. So, um, you know, Laramie still has some fun places, you know, where you can go and meet friends and be social, but it's just, you know, it's totally a different scene and a lot more laid back. And, um, so. And well, like, again, well, here, it's just nice. Oh, well, here in Laramie, the, the age stays the same with people at bars. It's all college kids for the most part. Yep. And, and so <laughs> yep. like, like I always, my stepdad's thought this, I thought this, like if you ever start a bar in Laramie, you got to aim it towards like, late 30s 40 year olds 50 year olds like older folk they actually have money and uh yeah. don't want the college kids there they want yeah you know good service reasonable yeah, exactly. music stuff like that yeah but yet, yeah it's really hard because but you can't guarantee them every night like college kids so it'd be really hard to start up a place like that but yeah mm-hmm. it, that's why we all love the summers because the bulk of the younger college <laughs> kids leave and we get our we get to hang out at bars again and not be yeah. overwhelmed and get quick service. And I sound like such yeah. an old Laramieite now, but I, I <laughs> enjoy are. it. I yeah. am. And uh, no, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's very relaxing and such. So, one more question for you. Sure. All right. And uh, I ask this of everyone because the show is called All My Friends with Justin Flaskerud. How'd we meet? There's no right answer. With what you can remember is what you remember, yeah. I have a feeling that milk is involved somehow. Okay. Um, Yeah. Well, and I knew knew of you um, from playing football and stuff and, you know, from my brother but as far as like us becoming friends and hanging out and stuff I I know um I know that we were at um the San Diego Wyoming football game oh yeah gosh how long ago was that I don't remember like 2007 maybe 2006 I'm about to say 2008 Um, I bet it is yeah 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 Yep, I remember talking to you. We were up in the suite yeah. um, somehow, and um, gosh, I I know. I, I, again, it's been a lot of like UW events, yeah. like sporting events. Um, you know, Texas and Vegas, and um, but you've always been so nice, and I know you've always been really complimentary of my brother. And um, you know, you're just a good guy. And, um, I love your girlfriend too. She has always been so sweet as well. So you guys are good people. Uh, thank you. I, I want, yeah. I might roll it back. I'm, I'm thinking you may have babysat my little sister. At oh. some points. 
And so I, I want to say I, I met you then at one point. Um, and then it was like, oh, yeah, Tara, Todd's little sister. We're going back to that one. It works at UWTV <laughs> or like it's coming to this event. And I was like, oh, yeah, Todd has a little sister. Like kind of one of those things like, oh, yeah, he does have a yeah. sister. And, uh, and yeah, getting, you know, talk to you in San Diego and stuff. And yeah, because when you're, you know, it's your one of your brother's friends, you know, time flies, you're in the same kind of orbit, but yet, you know, at some point you're like, wow, you, you grew up and I grew up when we're having drinks at a football game. This is, this is great. This is interesting from when we were just kids. And so, and so, oh yeah, it was, um, yeah. And so that's why I kind of remember, I'm pretty sure, I, I know I'm pretty sure you babysat Brie and Gosh, I was definitely around I'm, for that. I wonder, yeah, for some reason, I don't, I'm not remembering that. I don't know why, but um, do you do you remember how old I was? I'm going to put you, she is 11 years younger than me. And so okay. and you're, you're three I think, so as we said, you, to Todd's age. So um, yeah. maybe 15, 14, right around there. Okay. Huh. Maybe even younger. Yeah, I swear that happened. Yeah. I was like, I'll have to ask my mom to confirm. She's like, no, that never happened. I'm like, ah, uh, just making <laughs> stuff up. Well, if it does, yeah, definitely let me know because I, I'm usually pretty good about remembering stuff. And for some reason, yeah, I don't, I don't remember, but. Anyway, um, but yeah, like I said, oh, what were you going to Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh okay. I, I was just going to say again, like you guys have always been so great. Ray is always so nice too. And it's always so fun running into him and um, yeah. And, and Milk, I wish we got to see him more, but um, I know he's doing well over there in, in Texas, right? Yep. And, okay. and people, if you're want to know who milk is he was on the podcast uh he was episode 55 if you want to go back and listen to that one dan del corio is his real name but you'll figure out what milk is uh in the interview but he's episode 55 and yeah i was gonna say ray like speaking of good memories ray is always like rude you have the one of the best memories i can give you like three tidbits of a party night in 97 and you knock it out yeah. I'm like, I, I, but yet I can't even walk into the next room and be like, what did I forget? Like, mm-hmm. I always tell people, like, if you get in the long term, it's, it's locked in. It's yeah. there. But if it's in my short term, it's garbled around with widespread panic lyrics and football games. And so it's, oh, it's not funny. always pertinent to stay right there. And, and, um, so, but yeah, I, I, I generally have a good memory. I like that too. Um, but yet I've learned from this show and talking to my friends and asking that question of how do you know me to like, maybe I don't have that memory. Cause I don't remember that moment. Cause some of them will just nail it and be like, it was this place this yeah. time. And I'm like, Oh yeah, yes, that makes sense where we would have been. <laughs> I got that. All right. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So this is, this has been a great show to reflect on my life as well, because a lot, yeah. I, all of the people on the show are my friends. And so at some point we've hung out, we spent some time, we've talked and, uh, and, and so it's good to catch up like that. So I love doing the show, uh, soon enough, I'm going to be getting in person and actually traveling around 
and, and to see my cool. friends all over the country. That was my intent when I put it together was to sit down with the microphone, go see my friend in, you know, Illinois, Chicago, uh, yeah. New York, or to, and throw a mic in front of them and, and do this thing we're doing here. Um, yeah. And then I've gotten so, I could have done it this way with you. We could have done a face-to-face, but I've gotten so used to doing it on Zoom. It's such a crutch right now. I'm like, oh, let's just do it this way. Yeah. <laughs> and Zoom mixes all yeah. the audio and makes it sound good. And, and so I'm like, not bad. There you go. And so I can quickly yeah. set this up and people can sit in their own house, comfortable, their own phone, their own computer. And so yeah. and that, yeah, that's, that's kind of nice. But yeah. that's cool though. Good for you. And I definitely learned a lot about you as well. So um, yeah, it was fun talking and catching up. And I am determined to get you out on the pickleball court one of these days. So. Yes. So when is that when is that tournament in July? Um, it's July 16th through the 18th. Um, we do have beginner levels too, in case, you know, somebody's kind of interested and just wants to give it a try. Um, there's also clinics, both, um, all three of the pros who are going to be coming, um, are going to be holding clinics. One will be Thursday and one will be on Friday. So just in case anybody's interested. Um, well, and, and yeah, is there, is there like a, a webpage or anything? Yeah, it's um, www.cowboypicklebrawl.com. Send me that via Messenger offline, and I'll make sure it's okay. in your uh, description. And I'll just put okay. it in parentheses. You know, I mean, if it's a thing that goes on all the time, they definitely can grab that link um, all the time. And then I'll just give tournament yes. dates too. Yep, yep, yep. That's correct. So, yeah, thank cool. you. Yeah, well, I want to uh, thank you for being on the show, giving me your time, and uh, yeah. let me know about your life. It's been an interesting one. Yeah. Now that you, now that you, mm-hmm. kind of coming back full circle, end up in Larry playing like pickleball pretty intensely is pretty entertaining. I mean, it's pretty. It's, <laughs> yeah, a, it's an interesting it's story. It's a great story. It's kind of random. Oh, thank you. But yeah, it was so much fun talking to you, and thank you for having me on. And um, hopefully, we'll see you soon. Folks, I am still looking for an artist or artist to make an intro for the show or just transition music like you heard right there. I use free stuff right now. So if you're that artist or you know an artist, get a hold of me at my Facebook page, All My Friends with Justin Flaskroon. Or if you know me personally, you can text me, you can private message me, you can instant message me, whatever. Get a hold of me. And uh, give me your music, and I will use it on this show and promote you like no other. I'll promote you on my radio station. I'll promote you on this show as being the provider of either the uh, transition music or the uh, show intro. So hopefully I get some, uh, some interest in the artists out there, in the music world, to make an uh, intro for this show or even a transition song for this show. It would be great. I'd love to promote uh, independent artists and such. I want to thank Tara for being on the show. I also want to remind you people that are interested in playing in a pickleball tournament here in Laramie, Wyoming. That website is cowboypicklebrawl.com. That's cowboypicklebrawl, like a fight, brawl.com. 
The dates are July 16th, 17th, and 18th. Uh, there's many different ways you can play, so check out that website, cowboypicklebrawl.com, for more information. Get active. Get into sports. Uh, I'm 47 years old, and I'm going to go out and play some pickleball soon. Uh, hopefully, I won't be diving all over the court like I was in volleyball and talked about it in the interview. But yeah, I look forward to getting on the court. All right, folks, on to the next episode. Mm-hmm.